station. Good afternoon. Tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Again, find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jen Psaki continues to have a really bad time as the uh, press secretary. So at the briefing yesterday, Jen Psaki, uh, probably the most combative one yet, writes New Busters, facing tough questions on China, coronavirus relief, illegal immigration, Israel and schools, but also softballs on topics like COVID and impeachment. And on an equally important note, they write, not a single reporter stepped to ask Saki about embarrassing Daily Beast report that her team had been probing reporters to pre-screen their questions. Now, this is, you have to understand something about the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast is a huge left-wing publication, but occasionally they hit pay dirt. Occasionally, the Daily Beast will do their job. They're kind of like, well, they're kind of like Vox. Uh, well, not Vox, Vice, excuse me. So Vice would do this too. Vice, Vox is all trash. Uh, Vice will occasionally really hit pay dirt. And it does a really good job with their, their television pricks. Uh, again, there's there's some bias stuff to them, but at the same time, they're pretty good documentaries and things of that nature, although some of that's been shut down now. So the Daily Beast, as, as bad as the Daily Beast is on a regular basis, I read it because occasionally they get scoops and they hit pay dirt. And one of the things that they have read on here recently was that the White House team was pre-screening questions so that Jen Psaki knew what was coming. Now, I, I gave an interview the other day, well, Monday, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. I gave an interview at the local high school, a local high school, not the local high school, a local high school. Um, I helped them kind of put together a radio station there at the school, and uh, they wanted to bring me in and have some of the kids interview me. And they sent me a whole list of questions. Now, I took a quick little glance at the, the list of questions on there, had a general idea of what they were going to try and ask me. But at the same time, you know, I walked in and I was like, I, I didn't bring the list with me. Just just shoot from the hip, guys. You know, this isn't, honestly, it's not that difficult to answer questions unless you're going to be lying to people. Now, they're going to be lying to people. You need to screen everything kind of coming your way. That's where the problem is. So this is something, again, that they've done throughout the campaign. And they're now doing it now that they're usurpers in the White House. And the short administration is in full swing. So we have the situation where they're going out there, they're pre-screening these questions and everything else. And, and everybody has to submit these questions. So Jen Psaki knows what's happening. And even then, when one of the reporters goes, hey, remember when you told me you wanted to circle back to that issue? Well, it's been a couple of days. Can you give me a response? And after 15 page flips, this is not an exaggeration, 15 page flips, Jen Psaki said we have to circle back again. So this is a real issue. Uh, have anybody who, who won't answer those questions and is pre-screening things, you know you've got a real honesty problem. Plus it's Jen Psaki and she's got a terrible history at this sort of thing. And she's also got a history of attacking news reporters and making things up about them. That's a history with Jen Psaki that we have to never forget. Never forget that. So anyway, uh, she wasn't asked a single question about that. Now, I'm not surprised by that. The reporters who were required to submit questions ahead of time didn't ask her about them being required to submit questions ahead of time. You see, none of them want to lose their credentials 
even though, even though they saw it as a badge of honor when they lost their credentials under Trump. Get it? They want to go to the cocktail parties, folks. They didn't want to go to the cocktail parties with Trump. Anyway, they brought up a Space Force question. Now, I've, I mentioned this. When Space Force was first proposed, you heard me crack the microphone. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've heard me talk about giant space lasers. Now, giant space lasers is my humorous way of pointing out to all of you, we are desperately lagging in space tech, at least publicly available space tech for the defense of this country and our allies. And this is something when I was in the military in the late 90s, this is something that we were talking about then as really desperately needing. And for the record, I'm of the belief that the Star Wars program never actually went away. I think the Star Wars program is in full swing and uh, we don't know anything about it, but I think, it's, I think it's still up there and probably more advanced than it ever was in the 80s. Space Force is a very big deal. And if you were to go through a list of issues that warranted Trump's reelection alone without everything else, Space Force was at the top of that list for me because that's how critically important it is. And only people who don't know diddly squat about the current battlefield and the battlefield going forward and strategy, those are the people who make fun of it. The reality is this is a very critical department of our defense. Very, very critical. I cannot, for, for lack of words, I cannot overstate how important Space Force is to this country and the world going forward. I really can't. Some people don't like the name of it. Okay, whatever. You know, maybe you don't like the name of it. And look, we've made fun of, of you know the Space Force thing as well. Um, I think it's hysterical that the logo looks a lot like the Federation badges in Star Trek. I think that's hysterical too, where they'll go in Star Trek. And I think it's funny. I really do. I think it's funny. And yeah, part of it's probably a little bit of a troll. But you also have to understand how critically important Space Force really is. And it is a branch of our military. And there are people now serving in that branch. And going forward, you're going to see Space Force probably become much more prevalent than some of the other branch services that we have. Give it 20 or 30 years. And Space Force is going to be thought of as probably 1 or 1A of the predominant military branches. You'll see that happen. Now, you're probably going to have the Army. You'll probably have uh, Space Force Marines will be right in that mix as well. And you'll see the Navy kind of dwindle in public notoriety and the air force dwindle in public notoriety as well i'm not saying that to be you know back burner stuff but i'm just right now when we think of the military you generally think of certain ones first and i think space force is going to over several of those so it was the space force question that raised the most eyebrows as bloomberg's josh wingrove simply wanted to know if president biden usurper biden is the accurate term here quote has made a decision on keeping or keeping the scope of the Space Force. So Sock rejected and laughed, making a reference to a question about Air Force One from the inaugural briefing. Wow, Space Force, it's the plane of today. Okay. We were very critical of the first press briefing because you've got all of these issues coming in. And you ask, are they going to keep the paint color scheme on Air Force One that Trump was going to do? That shouldn't have even been a question in the first press conference. It wasn't an important question. It's one that you have to get to eventually. But that's not something you even do in the first week. It was a silly question. It was a stupid question. It was designed to be a softball question to get Jen Psaki all eased into it. 
and make her look good and then, of course, build relationships. Well, now Jen Psaki is mocking that. Now, keep in mind, earlier this week, Jen Psaki says she is like um, she is like uh, somebody who runs an insane asylum when dealing with the press, which if Kaylee McEnany had done that, she would have been attacked left and right all day, every day on all of the major network newspapers and, and digital publications and everything else for attack press, calling them all insane, microaggression, everything else. So Wingrove pushed back that this matters, and Saki further beclowned herself, according to Newsbusters. Quote, she says, It is an interesting question. I'm happy to check with our Space Force point of contact. I'm not sure who that is, and find out and see if we have any update. You're the White House press secretary. You don't know who you have to speak with at Space Force? That's your job. This is a real problem. She minimized an entire branch of the military, a critically important branch. They're all critically important, but especially going forward with future battlefields, this is a critically important branch of our military. And she belittled it. She equated it to the paint scheme on Air Force One, and then she had no idea what the policy going forward for this administration was on Space Force or who to even talk to at Space Force in order to figure out what that strategy going forward really is. And, if, you know, as offensive as that is, I have to remind myself, there are a ton of people out there who don't know squat about the military, warfare, strategy, foreign policy. One of them sits in the Oval Office, by the way, as he drools on himself until somebody rings a bell and snaps him back to reality. There's so many people out there, particularly on the left, they just mock the idea of a Space Force because they don't understand how critically important it really is. So about, well, I don't know how many, was it three hours, something like that? Several hours later, Saki tweeted out in uh, trying to do some damage control that the administration looks forward to the continuing work of Space Force. No, too late. She actually was catching some serious flack from members of, of Congress who were demanding that she apologize for belittling a branch of the military. Now, Again, I would like to point out the absolute hypocrisy here. Had anybody in the Trump administration belittled a branch of the military, it would have been front page news. You would have never gotten away from it. Every anti-Trump veterans organization, mostly filled up of non-veterans, would be out there talking about how horrible a commander in chief he really is and how out of touch is with the troops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the media would have ignored the popularity of President Trump amongst the troops, which is always very high, by the way. So, her week is not done yet because she actually, it was discovered that she tweeted a gay slur at Lindsey Graham. Hmm. Let's talk about that next on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am host Casey. And so I just got a couple of minutes and I got to talk about it. People have been watching my live stream. You've noticed for a couple of months now, and I think people who listen to the radio show have heard me say this too. I've got neck issues and I've got some back issues. Most of you know that. Some of that's old injuries from military and football and things of that nature. And some's just me getting old. <laughs> it's just a part of life, right? 
And while some of the other things that I talk help with, you know, some of the surface level pain, there's other things that have to be done. I've got to fix myself, right? And it's been a while since I've been to a chiropractor. I used to go to a chiropractor on a regular basis. It felt much better when I did it. And I kept getting coworkers coming up to me and going, dude, go to Warren Chiropractic. Stop complaining about your back. Stop complaining about your neck. We're sick and tired of hearing about it. Just go to Warren Chiropractic. I've been hearing this for years. You already know that most of my coworkers end up going to Warren Chiropractic. Some of them even do reads for Warren Chiropractic. And then I started getting messages from a lot of you on social media. Casey, go to Warren Chiropractic and get your back fixed and your neck so we can stop hearing about it. So I did. I went in there a few weeks ago and I had my initial assessment. They did the x-rays and everything else. Staff is fantastic over there. Um, really cool to see that setup because I've been going to a chiropractor since I was a kid, but I've, I've never really seen a chiropractic office set up the way that theirs is set up and some of the machines and the equipment that they have there. Some of that's, you know, obviously the advanced technology, but some of it's also just stuff that you typically don't get at a uh, snap, crackle and pop shop. You know what I mean? So I did my assessment, had had an adjustment, um, immediately had relief in the center of my back. The upper center of my back is really bad. And that's always something that gives me perpetual issues. So uh, Dr. Warren did did the adjustment, uh, did some things. We started going over some of my charts and we started talking about some other things that I'm gonna have to do here shortly as well. Uh, I just got to get my appointment set up, but um, I just, I can't speak highly enough of Warren Chiropractic folks. If you're dealing with that pain, I mean, stop. Honestly, just, just stop. Go to warrenchiro.com, set up an appointment, give them a call. You can do it on their website. It's really up to you. However, you know, what's best for you. And, and go and talk with them. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't hurt anything to have a little discussion, maybe get the x-rays taken care of so you know where you stand. Uh, my neck actually bends the opposite of what it's supposed to. <laughs> so we're working on that now. That's fun, but that also explains a lot of why I have the neck pain that I have. So I'm happily going to Warren Chiropractic on the recommendations of coworkers and many of you. And for those of you who are dealing with uh, back and neck pain and other problems, I highly recommend that you go to Warren Chiropractic as well. They've got great options, whether you have insurance or not. Go to warrenchiro.com. And as always, let Warren Chiropractic know that I sent you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jen Psaki's no good, terrible, horrible time in the short bus administration. It's not just this week, the entire short bus administration. All right, so let's take a look at uh, top house Republican has demanded that Jen Psaki apologize over disgraceful Space Force quip. It's concerning to see the Biden administration's press secretary blatantly diminish an entire branch of our military as the punchline of a joke, which I'm sure China would find funny. That is Representative Mike Rogers. (laughs) Ah, good for him. She deserves every bit. But now, hold on a second, this is where things get interesting. Remember, I always tell you the left doesn't, the left sets the rules, but they never are able to play by their own rules. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tweeted a gay slur at Lindsey Graham. This is in the Daily Caller News Foundation. Mary Margaret Olihan. Hmm. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tweeted a gay slur at Republican South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham late 2020. Now, this is a tweet from August. Only in 2020 does hashtag Lady G get to push a bunch of debunked conspiracy theories while questioning Sally Yates, a.k.a. an American hero. If you know anything about Sally Yates, you know she's anything but an American hero, and she's been caught lying under oath. Anyway, 
as we get back to this. So um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I was under the impression, according to the rabid feral leftists out there, that you're not allowed to use language like Lady G. That is, well, it's homophobic and transphobic is what it is. Uh, you're not allowed to use language like that. Uh, men are not supposed to be able to use words like sissy and the uh, more accurate descriptor that starts with a P for various people. We're not allowed to do that because that is considered highly, highly offensive. Uh, it's con considered all sorts of, what is that? So when they when you use sissy and stuff like that, it's not necessarily uh, sexist. Forget exactly what they say it is. But anyway, it's one of the isms. So when she tweets out EG, I mean, she's applying an effeminate term to him, which should be highly offensive uh, to, again, the, uh, the gay community and also the trans community. And yet she gets away with it. Of course, if this were a Republican who tweeted something like that, my gosh, the, the cancel culture would have been out in full force demanding resignations and apologies and everything else. So again, when you're referencing Graham's sexuality like that, um, he'd respond and, and, and well, okay. She did. She didn't respond to the request for comment. I don't even think he responded to the tweet. Uh, let's see. Very disappointed. Someone in her position would embrace this style of politics. Oh yeah. Graham spokesman, Kevin Bishop told the daily caller news foundation. It says more about her than it does about Senator Graham. Uh, there's lots of funny names to call Senator Graham, but I don't think you need to, you need to go ahead and make fun of the man's sexuality or imply anything about his sexuality in order to convey that point. After all, he is a, uh, well, he's a goofy looking dude and it's pretty easy to make fun of his appearance. You don't have to go that low, Jen Psaki, especially when the entire leftist lexicon of political ideology in the United States says it is highly offensive for you to do that. Hmm. I don't think there was any questions from the White House press pool about her using a gay slur against Lindsey Graham either in spite of the fact that the story came out yesterday. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe the White House press pool will get to it tomorrow. I, I'm sure that they will. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Wow, just almost had a uh, <clears throat> throat explosion there. Um, I want to tell you about allnaturalcbd.org, that my throat issues continue. I apologize. It doesn't feel like a polyp anymore. It feels like something else. I'm not quite sure. Uh, there's something going on with my, uh, with my throat. But if you go to allnaturalcbd.org, you use my promo code, Casey10. For those of you watching the live stream right now, you can see some of the products that are up there. Uh, they got the CBD lotion. Now, everybody is trying to sell you CBD right now. Here's the thing about CBD. It works. It's clinically shown to work. Uh, it, I've had people ask me about CBD with toothaches. I've had uh, people ask me about CBD with ED for you guys. Yeah, believe it or not, there's research on all of it that it works for those various things. So again, you just I'm obviously not a doctor, but you can look at the clinical research. I've talked about it before. For me, the lotion is amazing for almost immediate pain relief in a targeted area. That's where it just works really great. Now, if I have, you know, like a major migraine or something like that, I'll take the tincture. 
And those are just oral drops that you put underneath your tongue. You hold them there for about 30 seconds and then you swallow them. Uh, that works best for the stuff that's really, really bad. But for surface level pain, you know, muscle soreness from exercising or if you, you know, tweak your neck or something like that in the middle of the night, maybe a fibromyalgia or arthritis, this lotion is perfect for you. I've got relatives who use it for arthritis and they swear by it. So again, go to allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10, save yourself 10%. They've got all the way up to 1,000 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD in this lotion. You can get as little as 200, but they go all the way up to 1,000. Just do yourself a favor. Get the 1,000. It, it's, it's totally worth it. Uh, and they also have the three packs, and they've got free shipping on orders over $25. And if you've got a dog with a bad hip or they're getting up there in age, they even have dog treats to help your dog's pain as well. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. Okay, so we're talking about Jen Psaki. Oh, yeah, 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 the gay slur. That sort of thing. Um, all right, let's take a look at this. Uh, Lynn Wood, and this just came through on the live stream. And I want to thank you all for, for posting this stuff in the middle of the show and for everybody on the Discord server who is in the Just the Tip section because I really do read that stuff. And most of the time I have a lot of it, but sometimes I don't. And anytime you can post something that not only the audience is able to, to get a glimpse at, and, and you never know. I mean, it, a lot of this stuff I end up using. And, and sometimes, even on a story that I have, you have a better link to it, uh, an article that covers it a little bit better than what I already had. So I appreciate that. It's one of the offers that we have on our disk server, which is totally free to join, by the way. Um, so the issue with Linwood. Now, this is, um, this is on uh, WSB TV, Channel 2 in Atlanta. Lynn Wood, attorney Lynn Wood, is under investigation over whether he voted illegally in November. Now, for the record, that doesn't mean that he did. Just want to make that crystal clear. He has been one of the most vocal, visible, and controversial critics of the integrity of Georgia's election. Attorney Linwood filed lawsuits, held rallies. People voted illegally in the 2020 presidential election. Uh, they did. They did vote illegally. To the extent that Linwood said, we don't know. But they absolutely did. And I've told you before, pay very close attention to Georgia. Because you're going to see, I think, a lot of people who did illegally relocate there to vote illegally in that runoff election. I'm willing to bet people are calling for it, and I'm, I'm willing to bet you're going to see a lot of people move away from Georgia that probably were there purely to fix an election. But there's a thing that I have. So Linwood may or may not, okay, may or may not have voted illegally in the November election. But I ran into another interesting piece. And this one alleges that about 700,000 Georgians did not vote in the runoff election. They didn't show up. That there appears to be this, this huge drop in active participation in that runoff election versus the other election. And, well, most of them, most of them ended up being, this story is in Breitbart, by the way, most of them ended up being in right-leaning districts. So more than 700,000 November voters skipped Georgia runoffs uh, in, yeah, so they voted in November, but they skipped the runoff in January. And the highest rate of drop-off was in right-leaning districts. And of course, we know that those elections were very, very close. Now, Breitbart, I, and I've, look, to be honest with you, I felt that when Lynn Wood was basically telling people, don't vote uh, in this same system, I understood what he was trying to say. It came out very clunky, and people took it as, don't vote in the election because the election's already rigged. I understand that he was trying to motivate people to change 
system before off election because he blamed that. But the way that he said it, it came out like to participate. And Breitbart and a bunch of others kind of jumped in and said that Linwood um, was probably a Democrat operative and that sort of thing. And I didn't really buy into that either. Although I think he did get a little outlandish in some of the things that he said. But at the same time, I, I felt that he was trying to say something. He was trying to make a point. It came out very inarticulate. And unfortunately, what that led to is you had a bunch of people on, on the right who were saying Linwood is actively trying to sabotage the runoff election. And I don't think that he was actively trying to. However, what if Linwood saying that did in fact lead to 700,000 people not voting in that runoff. Now, there's always going to be a, a reduction in people who vote. So there's a good chance that 700,000 people, regardless of what Linwood said, would have not voted in the runoff. And I, there's no doubt that there's a lot of Republicans, particularly in Georgia, who felt systems already rigged. Why bother whether Linwood said what he said or not? But nonetheless, 700,000 Georgia residents who voted in November didn't vote in the runoff election, and that was an extremely close two races very close if those 700,000 people did show up to vote the senate might likely be led by the republicans right now so there's something to be said for this type of strategy now again a lot of you are saying you'll never vote again look that's exactly what they want they don't want you to vote again you don't you don't just not vote what you do is you figure out how they're gaming the system and you game it better than they have my example one more time before our break. California, you've got three red congressional districts, solid red congressional districts. California then legalizes ballot harvesting. And all three of those Republican districts lost to the Democrats. Now, at this point, there's a bunch of people in California said, oh, my God, we're never going to be able to get those seats back again. In fact, it was all over the country. Democrats are ballot harvesting. There's nothing we can do to win those seats back. Uh, those those uh, red district seats are now perpetually blue because of ballot harvesting. And the Democrats are cheating, yada, yada, yada. Well, Republicans learned how to play the game. And two years later, they took those seats back. You just have to learn how they're playing the game. Is there some cheating going on? Sure there is. But you got to learn how they're playing the game in order to beat them at their own game. And don't give up because that's what they want you to do. They want you to give up. They don't want you to participate. They don't want you to vote. They want you to be disenfranchised and demoralized so you don't show up and vote again. That's exactly what they want. And then what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with another eight years of an Obama-like term that may actually be more radical than Obama's agenda. And you're going to start having some real irreparable damage. Just think about that stuff. And some of it I've talked about here on this show going forward and what I expect to happen next year or so. And it's going to be bad if my predictions come true. And let's be perfectly honest here. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I've been pretty accurate up to this point. So don't let, don't let the fact that there was some nefarious stuff going on that caused you to lose an election. What you have to do now is you have to be focused on local politics and making sure that it doesn't happen again. That's it. That should be your sole motivation going forward. You've got two years. Figure it out. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. So look, I, I've got to take a minute here. I'm going to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They have found the perfect way for everybody to get in on the action this Sunday. I am talking about big game bingo. Who doesn't love a good game of bingo? I know. We all think bingo's lame until we play it. And then we all get really into it for some strange reason, right? You can claim your free big game bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills up as you're watching the games. You don't have to do that on your own. So once you've filled up five squares in a row, all you do is call bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prizes. You heard me right. FanDuel is giving away $100,000 in prizes for free. FanDuel is the exclusive home for Big Game Bingo, and your card is waiting for you right now, again, on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The app is easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. Plus, I'm telling you about it, which means it's great. You should know that by now. There are many ways to win on FanDuel during the big game, but there's no excuse to miss out on Big Game Bingo. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Big Game Bingo is perfect for everybody. You can win your share of $100,000 in prizes, and again, it's absolutely free to play. That's right. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about it. Free to play, ladies and gentlemen. Only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right. And when you do sign up for FanDuel, make sure you use my promo code Casey. Okay. What else do we have here? <clears throat> um, look, I, I get it. A lot of people are defending Linwood. Uh, here's the thing. All right. With Linwood, I told you before, I, I was going to give uh, Sidney Powell and Linwood benefit of the doubt based on their record. All right. I told you that for a long time. I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt based on their history of finding things that everybody thought were not real and not true. Now, Sydney Powell, she found some real stuff and she had some real cases, but she also had some pretty big theories about some stuff that never had any evidence materialize. So it wouldn't be fair to say everything she said was quackadoodle because that's not accurate. She had some legitimate cases. Uh, one of those was in Georgia. Uh, the other thing is that I think that Linwood went off the rails a little bit, guys. I really do. And I understand people getting emotional. And I understand people getting a little upset and angry. Um, I'm not convinced that Linwood was some kind of a Democrat operative, as some people have theorized in the past. Uh, we also don't have any evidence that he voted illegally in the election yet. Okay, It's just he's being investigated for it. There's a theory about it, but there isn't any actual evidence yet. So who knows? You know? It, the thing is, is that, as I've said before, you have to be careful. Crazy people on the left are doing what they can to push outlandish conspiracy theories as if they were right-wing people and getting right-wing people to spread those conspiracies all over in order to discredit the conservative movement. And this is something that we have documented on this show a number of years. I keep warning about it. People keep falling for it because they want to believe You've got to be careful. You've got to verify everything. You've got to ensure that there is some legitimacy to these stories. And yes, um, part of that legitimacy is going to come from traditional news media. And I know a lot of you don't trust traditional news media with ample reason. But if something is completely missing from traditional sources or once removed traditional sources and it's only showing up in really weird message forms and stuff like that, you're better off probably not buying into it early on. 
All right, folks, we got a lot more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.